How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 59 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And uh, first off, I just want to apologize for the lack of podcasts last week. Uh, we had a family emergency, and then my computer decided to stop saving files. So uh, I think I got that figured out. And, uh, well, if you're hearing this, everything's fine. And uh, I have figured out how to work my computer again, so that, that'll be wonderful. Um, today, I'm just going to post uh, episode the second part of the Moneyball episode that I uh, released last week. Um, and then, you know... Uh, Javier Reyes and myself, we talk about a potential uh, Padres spin on Moneyball and some other stuff and the casting and whatnot. Who would play A.J. Preller was probably my favorite part. Um, Even though I don't know people's names, I'm like, hey, you know the guy from The Thing who was in the stuff? That guy. And he's like, oh, this guy. I'm like, yeah, that's the guy. Uh, So that was fun. Uh, We we actually mentioned names. It's not just the guy. Um, and then tomorrow I'm going to do an episode about, uh, the MLB proposal that is being released, uh, by the owners to the players, uh, players union. Um, today they had a conference call and they approved a measure, uh, among the owners that would, uh, is going to be officially sent down to the union, uh, on Tuesday to begin negotiations to try and get the season restarted. So, uh, I'll, I'll give my hot takes on that, my gut reaction and whatnot. Um, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that I'm predisposed to probably side with the players because, uh, one, they have to put themselves at risk by leaving their homes and, you know, playing baseball and whatnot, which is a dirty, dirty game with spitting and dirt. I don't know. Um, but then also, you know, that that's one point of contention, obviously. So how they address that with their proposal is going to be a big, uh, a big issue. And then also, um, you know, getting them their money. Because the owners want to give them prorated salaries, which uh, sounds ridiculous at this point because they already made an agreement in March. So those are the two things that I'll probably be uh, harping on tomorrow. But I will give an overview of the whole uh, statement and then go from there. And then uh, later in the week, I will get you guys that Mark Mulder trade retrospective. Uh, You know, should it have happened? Why did it happen? All that stuff. Uh, I've got it pretty much written out. Just got to record. So uh, that's... This week, uh, and if I'm feeling sassy, maybe you guys will get a fourth episode too. We'll see. Um, so without further ado, uh, please follow us on social media. I'm bad at saying without further ado and then having further ado. So please follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. And uh, if you have any mailbag questions for us, please send them to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So now, without further ado, here is the second part of our Moneyball discussion. Jason, now I want to ask you, I guess, what is, is this, this is your personal favorite sports movie or is there another one that you kind of feel like is in that, I don't know, final standings? I haven't gone through and ranked them, um, mm-hmm. but I mean, I would probably put uh, A League of Their Own and uh, Major League up there as well. Those would be like my three. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't dabble with a other sports when it comes to, you know, my favorite movies, cause I like baseball. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I go with those three in some sort of order. I might put a league of their own number one of those three, just cause time period and, you know, historical meaning and stuff. And also Tom Hanks is a national treasure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Very much so. I can't really name a football movie that I'm like, Oh yeah, that movie is pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is the water boy. So that tells you where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> the fo- uh, football movies are kind of, they're good, but I, I agree. I actually don't think there's been a, I, I remember the Titans, I guess is the, is the closest we have. But aside from that, you know, there's, there's some movies out there, but nothing that I feel like really comes close to remember the Titans. I know some people are fans of varsity blue, which is just, out of control that movie's just oh my gosh we we want to talk about how the art howell depiction doesn't age well this movie the everything doesn't age well in varsity blues uh and then basketball i i haven't seen a ton of like the classics you know like mm-hmm. field of dreams haven't seen i've heard that it's terrible and it doesn't look very good so i've just avoided it um, oh, wow okay yeah i'm like eh, eh. I, I think it's want to have a catch. I'm like, that's not how people talk. Get out of here. I, I don't need to waste <laughs> hours of my life for, for have a catch. And then, you know, uh, I do love, you know, the Rocky movies because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a sucker like that. And the Creed movies have both been great. So, I mean, after those three baseball movies, I'd probably put some form of a Rocky or Creed movie in there as well. There you go. There you go. I mean, that's it's just it's hard. It's a fun uh, kind of thing to talk about. And in a lot of ways, Moneyball, it's definitely really high up there for both of us. It's in a way it's an unceremonious sports movie until like the the winning streak. And they like they don't have too much footage of them playing. and You don't have the epic moments that you usually see in those movies. But if and it feels almost like a documentary in a lot of ways in, in certain like aspects of it when they're they're covering the team. It feels almost documentary ish, which is really kind of I feel like the best when we get those type of true sports movies or true story sports movies transition sound effect ladies and gentlemen now i'm going to talk to you for a second about built bar i just had the coconut flavor actually while i went for a little bit of a jog i tried that one out i've been trying like a new new flavor every day it's kind of giving some excitement something to look forward to in my life i guess it's kind of like a an advent calendar and there it was fantastic i really enjoyed it actually and i'm not traditionally much of a coconut guy actually but then that's that's i guess that speaks to built bar's greatness they are tasty and they basically how tasty are they they taste like a candy bar uh they've got 16 amazing flavors aside from the coconut one I just mentioned. Uh, Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft, very soft, and they're very easy to chew. And most importantly, since this is a protein bar after all, I mean, come on guys, Built Bars are healthy. The Built Bar is a great kind of treat for the health conscious guy and you can lose or maintain weight while consuming such treat. Uh, Bars are also low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. So guys, if you want to check out Built Bar, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Can't wait to try the next one. Now, Jason, this is the 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 fun part of the, the podcast. No, I'm kidding. The whole thing has been fun. But <laughs> I want to pitch to you uh, uh, just a little bit of a mock idea, a couple of just what I would want a Padres movie to be focused on if there okay. was a movie based on the Padres. So. What I want it to be about, I want them to really lean into the way that Moneyball leans into the whole they don't have as much of a budget as other teams. You know, they have that famous opening where it says 100, uh, like 33 million versus 32 million. I, I believe that's around the 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 amount that they show at the very beginning of the movie with the Yankees and athletics. I want them to lean into the Padres being the least relevant kind of team in their state. Right. <laughs> So that's what I want them to lead into. I want it to be kind of a little screwball comedy bit. I want it to almost be about, you know, I mean, the Chargers, who I'm a fan of, 
somewhat unfortunately a fan of uh they're also kind of being made fun of these days for the fact that there are no fans of them in la right i want them to kind of lean into the least relevant team of the state thing and i kind of want to make this a uh, just an all over the place movie and i want it to be directed by gavin o'connor do you know who gavin o'connor is I have no idea who that is. So when I say the movies, you will know who he is. He's it's okay. very interesting because that that's why I find it so funny is people don't know who he is. He's the one who did Miracle. Didn't Miracle on Ice. Miracle no. on Ice. Okay, you haven't seen it, but do you know of it? Yes. The hockey okay. movie, right? Yes, the hockey movie, US and Soviet Union. He did yeah. Miracle on Ice. He did Warrior, uh, which was with Joel Edgerton and Tom Hardy, which if you haven't seen that, I really recommend it, but it's understandable if you haven't. And then he All also right. just did the the recent The Way Back. All three of those movies I love. I think he's really got an eye for sports movies. And I don't think everyone's really caught on to it yet. I just think I like that he's done basketball. He's done hockey. And then he's done, um, what the heck was the middle one? And then he's done mixed martial arts. I, I think he's got an eye for these type of things. And I think this would be a fun movie for him to try out. Because I also want them to actually lean into, and this is the most, oh, you're clearly not a fan of <laughs> the all-timer Padres things. But I just feel like there's been a lot of stories on the 84 team and the 99 team. I would lean into 10 years from now when the Padres have won a world series after Mr. Uh, Ace GM, AJ Preller just was the wheeling and dealing. I'm going to turn them into a relevant team. And I want them to really hone in on him as the main move uh, character of the movie, much like Moneyball does with, with Billy Bean. I want them to focus on him being this guy who was like, no, I don't care for the Padres. We're going to spend money. We're going after Manny Machado. We're going after uh, whoever. I can't even think of someone right now. Eric Hosmer. You know what? Okay. So, so, so just like, uh, uh, just like Moneyball left out uh, Miguel Tejada, we're going to leave out the Eric Hosmer thing. (laughs) We've got to focus on that if we're going for a screwball comedy about uh, a malady of errors. So, so you could, you could, this is fair, but I'm confident that Manny Machado is going to be great. Eric Hosmer, I don't know. Let's let's just see. This is 100% one of those things where if it doesn't turn out well, then we'll just pretend it never happens. And then we'll say, oh, yeah, he he was waiting all this time for the lucky one. And okay, you about one of two, Will Myers or Eric Hosmer. Who are you going Um, with? I'll leave out the – I think I'll leave out – Hmm, I'll leave out Myers because at least the Hosmer thing, you could maybe turn that into a comedy bit. You can make that the drama of the movie. You know, every sports movie, they have a part where things are going kind of well, but then they hit a bump in the road, right? Eric Hosmer can be the bump in the road. You can have that epic moment where uh, I I don't know exactly who I want to play AJ Prowler. Some guys that I have are the dude who plays one of the Elliot on Law & Order SVU. (laughs) Someone who came to mind for some reason. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Joaquin Phoenix, and Adrian Brody. Those are some of my ideas. I actually think um, Jake Gyllenhaal would be really interesting in it. Be good at that, yeah. Yeah, I saw him in Nightcrawler, and I'm kind of convinced he could do anything. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Might be a little bit intense on that one. I, yeah, I yeah, yeah. I know the the Phoenix thing was a, a look based. Not gonna lie, the the yeah, Joaquin yeah, Phoenix yeah, thing yeah. was very look based. Um, Gyllenhaal, I think is, I don't know, I, I Gyllenhaal's got a weird side to him. He can be a little <laughs> like, like like I think he can I think he can do comedy, and I don't want this isn't a comedy, but it's a I, I want to call it like it's it's very irreverent. A little bit, a little satirical, almost making fun of the team in its own way. But I want it to be still have heart to it too, and I think that's the the biggest thing about the movie. Really, I kind of wanted to have that same tone that Moneyball has, um, which is what I'm looking for. And obviously, I can't just choose the same directors and whatnot of that movie. Uh, I can't just choose Sorkin and Steve Zillian. But 
I also think I don't know who I would have play Fernando Tatis, future probably all star, all pro Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, Oshia Jackson Jr. is someone that I put down, which is, it, which is, it could be fun. I, I love to see him bulk up for the role. I think he'd be great. I think he's kind of been an underrated sort of performer the past couple of years. He's been in a couple of things, uh, in Grid Goes West and uh, the Godzilla movie, which I didn't see, but I know he was in that. And then, Ron Fowler, the the owner of the team, I want Paul Giamatti to play him. Would he necessarily, you know, and obviously after seeing Moneyball, I actually feel like Philip Seymour Hoffman's performance would be more akin to this old, like an older owner. You know what I mean? Like that old, uh, yeah. kind of a cliche of what an old, like super white old <laughs> owner sounds like. Uh, I actually think, but obviously, you know, um, play respects, of course, to Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman. And I think that it would be it was it would just be really fun. I saw this Cinderella man for the first time the other day uh as part of my quote unquote research for the sports movie bracket I've been doing. Oh my gosh, I just love Paul G. <laughs> I just think he's amazing. <laughs> um but those would be like the three main people. You know, I, I want I want Paul G. Mighty to play Ron Fowler, AJ Preller, I think Jake Gyllenhaal, director Gavin O'Connor and Fernando Tatis Oshia Jackson Jr. It's fine. Paramount, you can contact me if you want my idea. That's fine. Uh, I also want Michael Pena in this movie. Don't I have any idea who I want him to play? I just want him in the movie, actually. Um, <laughs> and, you know, there's other players on the team. There's Tommy Pham, who it could be a big focal point of the movie, and he could be not a focal point of the movie, but it could be like the right after they get over that bump in the road, the whole, oh, man, the Padres are serious. They're trading for these these good players. And I think the movie should, I think it should actually end with the Fernando Tatis kind of explosive um, first year, or at least that should be kind of the ending of the movie. And then the movie should end with the team heading into 2020. You get a really dramatic shot of all of them entering the dugout. And then you have the title, like the words, right? You have the words that come over that the Padres ended up winning three of the next five world series. Uh, Fernando Tatis won the MVP, Manny Machado, most improved, whatever, you know, I, I think that that's absolutely going to happen. So <laughs> Eric Cosmer still got playing time. Yes, um. Eric, Eric Cosmer should be in there. Will Myers, we can ignore. Although Will Myers, and I've talked about this before, the, I, Will Myers is, is hated by a lot of uh, the Padres people. Not a lot of them. I can't speak for everybody, but it's it's made fun of for the team. But I at least understand that contract. He was younger-ish. He was like 26, I'm going to say, when they, they gave him that extension. He had that pretty cool season where he bad like 250 almost a 30-30 guy, which I know is fantasy stats, but hey, we're talking numbers and stuff. We're talking about Moneyball, for for God's sake. Uh, but I can see them doing that and being like, hey, look, this might be this former rookie of the year. You know, Eric Hosmer, this kind of just a steady, good player. And I, I say good, like good, good. He's a good player, not a gold glove first baseman by any stretch. And he was he had the ultimate contract here. That one is a little bit less defensible than the the Myers one. I could see you getting excited by a younger uh, Will Myers just kind of showing off. But for Eric Hosmer, ugh. oh, man, I don't know. And I like Eric. He's cool. But I just wish he could play. I don't know. A little better. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who's the guy uh, from Peaky Blinders? Um, I forget his name. Huh. The I haven't seen guy. Peaky Blinders. I'm going to see. Hold okay, on. he was Crow in Batman Begins. Oh, oh, um, Killian Murphy, Cillian Murphy. Yeah. What Ooh. about as uh, AJ Preller? Ooh. Oh, I love that. I think that actually changes the movie a lot. It I think does. that changes the tone of the like, movie. No, make the trade. And, yeah, uh, it, yeah. 
a little bit of humor too, I think. I think he could be, yeah, I think he's got a little bit of humor, but I think it would be almost now it'd be really veering. It's a dark or like a little bit more of a darker comedy. It would be very, um, I'm not, not ghostly. How do I put this? Oh, that's a really fun pick actually. Cause I would love to see what that guy looks like in a sports movie. It would be very him versus the world. I think, I think that you, yes. that's kind of a lot of Killian Murphy's roles. I'm sorry. I want to see him in a baseball uniform. I think that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing, actually. And uh, the Batman, <laughs> just uh, uh, the uh, the Eric Hosmer. No, it's he's he's <laughs> one of a kind player. Uh, I actually that's that's kind of the the area I'm veering towards. I know the Padres fans want me to do something, you know, a Tony Gwynn movie and whatnot. I'm not interested in biopics personally. I think biopics are fun and I, I enjoy them. But I think a lot of times it's just it's too much of a cop out. So I thought that would be funny to just kind of talk about what I would love a Padres movie to sound like or be like, I should say. That'd be interesting. I'd probably uh, I'd watch that. (laughs) Yes. All right. I won. (laughs) It worked. It worked. Zing transition sound guys Uh, here to talk to you guys for a second about our old buddies at guess. Wait for it. Wait for it. You know what's coming. Postmates. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up, you guys need to be supporting your local neighborhood spot right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100, that's right, $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Um, Jason, do you have any kind of final thoughts? Do you have any final words of encouragement for A's fans that you want to get out there because personally I'm still I'm definitely rooting for you guys American League I don't have to necessarily worry about that and the A's just one of those teams every like three years they just come back (laughs) they're like the walking dead in a lot of ways they're the the night walkers whatever they're called the the white walkers the white walkers they're always coming back and you got guys like Matt Chapman so any final words I think my my big thing is just a question for you perhaps Let's do um, it. Towards the end of the movie, they uh, mm-hmm. Billy Bean said, "If we win, we'll have changed the game." Mm-hmm. And you know, like, anybody can win. If we win, we change the game. Do you think that that still holds true almost two decades after it was said, and a decade after the movie came out? Uh, that if the A's win a World Series, it will change the game, or have people, you know, like uh, the Astros are the big one, the Yankees, Dodgers, you know, uh, the the Rays. Have they overtaken? I mean, they've overtaken the A's analytically uh, for sure. But do the A's still have that? You know, they were the first to the dance kind of thing. Uh, does it still hold any sway for you? If the I A's would. Win? I would say, I don't know if the A's winning now means they change the game because we have teams like the Royals 
for example, that one, that wasn't necessarily historically kind of rich team. And honestly, the, the Royals were, they were, they didn't like change the game, even though they did win. You know what I mean? We still, teams are building and trying to do the same sort of thing, but they were definitely a unique uh, World Series team. They were a World Series team that their best offensive player was kind of Eric Hosmer in his last year, which is pretty insane to think about. And they were just this team built on elite defense and an unbelievable bullpen and one okay starter, you know, like a, a mid, uh, if I had to do like a top 30 starters, he'd be like maybe like number 20 or something like that, right? That's kind yeah. of, a, a, in my opinion, unique for a World Series team. Usually there's at least like two stars on every side, on both sides, both pitching and offensively, like legitimate stars, not just stars of the team. So I actually think the Royals were that first team to kind of do that. Um, and the Astros, like you said, I mean, you know, no one wants to hear us praise the Astros these days, but the Astros just let's uh, pretend that didn't happen for a second. The Astros. Yeah, they're this team that they kind of tank. They they did the draft really well. And then they they get Correa and they get Bregman and all of these top players at each position all coming up. They kind of hit the lottery in every sense of the word when it comes to drafting players and developing players, with the exception of Altuve, who just showed up like he was just their savior, practically. Um yeah, that's interesting. I think if they did win back then, it might have changed things a little bit. But it's also not like what Oakland did hasn't been replicated in some sense. You know, I think teams have kind of caught up to it. They mentioned the the Red Sox. They said the Red Sox uh, won embracing the philosophy first champion by the A's, right? I yeah. think that it would still be awesome, though. I think it would still be really fun in the, the underdog type of thing. And despite all the the world series champions that aren't New York and whatnot, you still get, you still get your Red Sox in there. You still get your Chicago Cubs who, yes, it'd been a hundred years since they won, but they're another team. They are still a big market. You know, they still have that type of budget to have been able to go after that ring as much as they would like. Um, But that was a really long, overly dramatic kind of way for me to answer your question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Um, I I mean, the A's also, haven't you know gone to the depths that like the cubs or the royals who were just terrible for two decades or you know the astros tearing it to the to the studs the a's have been not like super competitive not like you know world series contenders every year but they haven't been you know get the first pick in the draft and rebuild that way team either Mm -hmm. so i i don't know if it's a different way if it's just a more inefficient way but they're they're doing it their own kind of way and you know I, I still feel like they would get like a a, a perseverance award or something like that mm-hmm. uh if they won the world series yeah for sure it would definitely be a a fun story i know that i mean the the vanity fair profile pieces we would get on a bunch of these players and everybody at oakland like it would be a fun story for sure i definitely think oakland winning with with few exceptions obviously i'd love if the padres won too for reasons I've mentioned and why I would love that movie on them. Uh, I think Oakland out of all the teams that kind of have it won or have it won in a while, they would probably be the most interesting just from a story kind of narrative perspective. I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) And Hey, it's not, it's not completely far off. You guys have a lot of good players. Matt Chapman is low key, probably one of the three or four best third basemen in the league at minimum in a lot of ways, because of that unbelievable glove that he has. So, Hey, you never know, and Jason. You never know. The whole thing with the, the this quarantine and you know baseball being shut down, which is fine. Uh, like they're going to lose Marcus Semyon and Liam Hendricks yeah. and Myers to a lesser degree. And so 2020 was kind of a year that they were 
hoping for to, you know, make that big push in, in the postseason, maybe get past the ALDS eh? mm-hmm. for the first time in a decade. Um, decade and a half crap. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, but, and with, uh, you know, everything that's going on, maybe owners aren't going to be spending as much. Maybe they can re-sign Semyon for one year as like a, hey, it's been a while kind of thing. And you know, he's <laughs> from the area. Um, so maybe they can get him for a little bit less, but I mean, that's kind of not fair to the players too, but I feel like if the A's are going to be competitive in 2021, if there's seasons, I don't know when baseball's coming back, uh, they might have to open up, you know, open up the pocketbook a little bit and be like, Hey, we're going to go after this guy and this guy and this guy, and, you know, have like three $20 million players and, it wouldn't be like the team that they've been building this whole time, but they'd have like some legitimately good stars depending on how the market is, obviously. Um, but I feel like owners are going to be a little bit cheaper, you know, that this winter and maybe that's new market inefficiency. Right. And, and you, you brought up just a great point. Um, for sure. There's a lot of teams that are being affected by the fact that there are some people they get for one less year, or this is supposed to be, some guys are entering for free agent years or what have you. Um, so definitely that is, that's a really big, uh, a minor storyline. Don't get me wrong in the grand scheme of things, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. but yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know what's going to happen. It's it's going to be very interesting, but Jason, I must say just to, to kind of conclude on our really long and highly anticipated <laughs> conversation, I guess. Um, I just want to say shout out to underdogs, Padres and athletics um, underdogs forever. If you don't root for underdogs, something is wrong with you. Uh, I genuinely kind of believe that as a philosophy in life for the most part. Uh, Jason, I hope you had a fun time. I only root for underdogs, if that makes you feel better. And uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, I will be glad to do this at any point. We can start planning it now if you want to, and then uh, we can get it going next couple of months. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Sounds good, man. All right. Take care. Hey, you too, man. Hope you guys enjoyed that Moneyball discussion, or the second part of it at least. Um, tomorrow I will be talking about MLB's proposal to get some baseball games played and all that stuff and give my hot takes on that. Um, in the meantime, please follow us on social media at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram, me at ByJasonB on Twitter, and then uh, you can email us any questions you have at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So in the meantime, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. I will talk with you guys tomorrow.